0: Bravo Believers, and this is your girl Kim here, and welcome to yet another episode, special super duper Tuesday of Bravo, East Coast Housewives. Happy fucking November 3rd. Yes, not only is it a big day because my podcast is out, duh, (laughs) But hello, it is election motherfucking day. So if you haven't been out there to vote yet, get off your ass and go vote. Go to the polls. It is the biggest election of all time. So people, don't be lazy. Get off your ass. Go to the polls and vote, 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 baby, vote. Okay, that was my spiel about voting. There we go. So, yeah, happy November 3rd. I can't believe we're here already. This is crazy. I feel like October just went super fast. I enjoyed my Hocus pocuses. I think I watched that so many times. I kind of feel like a loser that I watched it so many times. But you know what? Bette Midler, you know what she does to me? She puts a spell on me. She put a spell on me. That's why I wanted to watch it all the fucking time. So there's that. Now, since the whole 31 days of Halloween shit on the Freeform channel, I'm just saying they're already on Christmas shit. And I'm not going to lie. Is it a little early? Hell yeah. But did I find myself watching Christmas with the cranks already on that station? Fuck yes. Okay, I can't help it. I am a holidays girl's girl. You know what I'm saying? I'm so down with it. So before I get off track with the holidays and all this kind of shit, let's get back to Bravo, honey. So much stuff going on. I am still in the same boat as far as the Real Housewives of the OC. I'm not loving it. You know, Bronwyn, she's going through her shit. Okay, I feel for you. I don't know. I'm really not liking you all that much, to be honest. And if that's the whole plot of the show this season is just Bronwyn's recovery and sobriety and all that kind of shit. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna be a little bored. I I am. Let's just be real. Not saying that we should overlook that and not think it's a big deal because it is. I just don't think that her her character kind of bores me, even with the shit that she's going through. I'm just saying. I don't know if I'm the only one that feels that way, but that's how I'm feeling. So since we're here talking about different Bravo shit, let's go to What the Bravo. So, for this segment of What the Bravo, got some things to talk about. You know, the Southern Charmers, the Atlanta Housewives, super interesting on that. And also, the Potomac Reunion via Candace's words and thoughts of the future. So, Southern Charm, Mr. Craig Conover. Sewing in the South, honey, he has got, supposedly the sources are saying that he has a new boo or at least a new lady that he is courting in a very interesting uh, millennial type of way. (laughs) I love it. So I would like to call her Aspen Girl because we don't fucking know her name at the moment. And I guess they met each other in Aspen. Okay, so they went to Aspen, Colorado, and they're having so much fun. And they went skiing and wore scarves and snowboarding. I don't know why I'm doing that. I just thought it was fun. So yeah, met each other in Aspen. They remained friendly after they met. And then they were getting hot and heavy on Instagram. Oh, And then what happened after that? As soon as they were done getting hot and heavy on the Instagram, they went to... Text messaging, oh, I love when you see a relationship just blossom into Instagram, to texting, to let's quarantine together. Like, what the fuck? Okay, that's interesting. Super millennial, but I kind of dig it, but I'm also scared at the same time. So they self-quarantined after they did the texting and shit. Whenever the pandemic picked up again, they're like, yeah, let's fucking live together and like do our shit. So they did that. So now Craig is saying that they are no longer quarantining together. They are back to what he would call normal people dating. And you know what? For him to have a law degree and... Him just saying normal people dating. I mean, don't you think that he should have a much more sophisticated type of vocabulary than normal people dating? Maybe I'm being judgy on that. But I don't really care because I really do feel like, Craig, you have a fucking law degree. And that's how you that's how you talk about dating. Like, come on, dude. No wonder why you're not being an actual lawyer and you're doing the sewing shit. I just find that interesting and funny. Ha ha ha. Whatever. Now that we're on the topic of Southern Charm. Ooh. The premiere this past Thursday was to die. I was super excited. I I enjoyed the first episode, I do have to say. I love that Madison is basically the main bitch of the bitches in the show. Not Catherine, not anymore, but I'll get to her in a second. I love the fact that they're showing more of Madison, and obviously she's not the side character anymore. I love her son. He's so cute, and you know what? I think she's a bad bitch. She is talking about her being a single mom, working her ass off for her little boy. And I also love the fact that she doesn't take the men their bullshit, okay? Especially Shep, because we saw that last uh, season. So I'm kind of digging her. I'm interested to getting into her layers of her personality, so to speak. We also find out that she and Austin kind of rekindled their relationship. Honestly, I don't understand that. I mean, Austin, you really need to grow the fuck up. You're you're going to end up like Shep. You really are. And I am not saying that as a compliment. I don't think that is a compliment. Shep, I feel like, has not wasted his intelligence and all that kind of shit I just think that he could have done so much more than what his lazy ass wanted to do in life and I get it yeah no responsibility you can do whatever you want that would be nice but he's very smart and I think that he could have done some amazing things as a career other than being a reality star but that's just my own opinion and I'd say most of the time whenever he's on his fucking confessionals he says all these words and I'm like what the fuck I don't even know those words like vocabulary I need to check the shit out on Google. So I'm just saying, Shep, you should have done more. But you know, who the fuck am I? Because I'm doing a podcast about Bravo shows. So (laughs) okay. Now, I love the fact whenever we saw Catherine in her house with her kiddos, who do we see come down the stairs? Oh, Thomas Ravenel. Oh my god. When I saw him come down those stairs, I was shooketh. I was... Dead, but I was woke. Remember, hashtag dwoke. We talked about that uh, last episode, I think. I was on the floor basically because I was so shocked. I was shocked that he was on the show. I wasn't cringing, but I also was confused. I was slightly excited that I saw him on the show because I don't know. I think the feelings and emotions and the recollection of Southern Charms past just came up in my system and I didn't know how to handle it. It was just a burst of emotion within those, I don't know, a minute segment of the show there with Catherine and Thomas. It almost made you seem at the very beginning that they were back together and they were living together. Well, obviously they were living together because Catherine said that. But it was just so interesting to see and I kind of loved it. But I also read somewhere that he is definitely not on the show. He just made a quick cameo. They didn't pay him for that. So relax, people. Everyone who's like, oh, he's going to ruin the show if he comes back on. You're like glorifying what he did and all that shit. No, I don't think that they're doing that. I think realistically, that might have been Bravo's way of making closure of the situation with the Thomas and Catherine thing, which I get. Now, we meet two new people, Leva and John Pringle. I wonder if he's related to like the Pringle chips that I love to eat, jalapeno for sure, but I like the lightly salted ones too. I think those are really good. So we meet the two of them. You see towards the end of the show that John Pringle, who has children and just got divorced and moved back to Charleston from San Diego, meets Madison and they're talking about their kids because I guess his kids, one of them is like seven years old. Madison's like, "Oh yeah, they could play together, blah blah blah." And then you see Austin sees her talking to John Pringle, and I'm just saying, they're they're going to they're going to be a thing. John Pringle is going to go after Madison. We saw some of that in the previews. Pretty sure it's going to create a little tip between Austin and John. But I can already foreshadow what's coming. Austin is just going to bicker and bitch about it to everyone else, but he's not going to stand up for himself to John Pringle because he couldn't even do that with Shep. Like, he's a little bitch. Let's just be real. So I don't see that happening. Again, what Patricia said in the episode that Madison needs to be with a man. She doesn't need to be with a frat boy. So she was basically saying, Austin, I'm sorry, but you're a frat boy. Coming from Miss Patricia, you should listen to that. Take it in, reassess yourself, and grow the fuck up. That's all I got to say about that. We see that Shep also has a girlfriend. All I'm saying with that is I hope she got tested because, I don't know. I just hope that she got tested because we all know where Shep's been. He's been around the block and in the alley and all that kind of shit, on the bus and the train, everything in between. So yeah, she seems pretty happy. So I'm like, all for it. Cool, just make sure you get tested every so often. That's an important thing, especially if you're dating him. So... Let's move on to Potomac Candace, honey. So she is telling some sources. Actually, on this podcast, Just the Sip. Never heard of it, but it sounds cool. Could check it out for sure. So she's speaking to someone on that podcast on how she really just wants this reunion to be over because of all the psychological damage she went through this season with the whole Monique drama and all of the hair tugging that she did to her. She confessed that she doesn't really want to deal with Monique or Michael at the reunion. Why, Michael? Because we see in previews that Michael and Chris get into it. What do they get into it about? I don't know. Probably some butt squeezing and all that kind of shit. Infidelity, whatever. It's definitely all Michael's fault. But Chris probably says something and then Michael says something. Whatever. We're going to see that. I'm excited for that episode. I actually think that's when Juan proposes to Robin. So that'll be interesting. Uh, interesting to see. I guess the host of the podcast was talking to Candace about how Ashley's having another baby and they were saying, did she want the baby because she wants to try to fix the marriage? and that host was kind of hinting towards that and this is what Candace said she says she's not that dumb I think she just wants to have children and this is the person she's been in it with for so long and this is the person who's going to provide security for her and her children I don't think she thinks it's going to fix anything I think she's aware of what she has and you kind of see that I didn't see this I heard about it you kind of see that at the finale so, I'm anxious for the finale, not saying that I want to fast forward through the rest of the season because we know that the bitches go to Portugal, cool, we'll get there. So with Candace saying those words, I'm uh, I'm curious. I'm curious about what is going to further happen in the season. So since we are there, let's get into the main event. I really like the way that the episode started with Wendy cold-calling people about voting Totally makes sense. I love that. Yes, again, vote, vote, vote. Today's the day. Hello. So yeah, I liked I liked the way that it started. That was pretty cool. Then we go over to Candace, and she is doing my thing that I do a lot. La 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 ma ma, 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 ma. with her friend Cliff, which we saw a previous episode beforehand. So she's working on her vocal chops. And I'm not gonna lie, she sounds pretty good. I think out of the majority of the Housewives and Bravo liberties that I've heard as far as putting out music and singing and they want to be a singer and all this bullshit because they have that platform now, so they'll have the money to do that. People will see them and be like, hey, we saw you on that show. I can make money off of you. Can you sing? Okay, if you can't sing, whatever. There's auto-tune. Hello, Luann. Money can buy you class. Anyways, I thought Candace, she has a nice voice. I will be real with that. I went to school for voice so I know what the fuck what's up just saying humble brag whatever I'll shut up I do have to say though Candace honey call your girl up I can teach you some things about vocal lessons I'm just saying you needed a little bit more breath support from what I heard it was too much in the chest go from the diaphragm I'm just saying vocal pedagogy is a thing call me girl I will hook you up because you do have talent I'm just saying again that was another uh humble plug I should shut the fuck up (laughs) We find out that her goal is to get the remix out of the song that she sang for Chris at the wedding and she then wants to perform it live so she's working on that with her friend Cliff and that was kind of neat that she was in gospel choir with him when she was uh, at Howard University I thought that was cool I wouldn't have really thought of her to be like a choir chick to be honest she seems too highbrow for the choir she seems more of like a girl that would go to those concerts as opposed to being a part of them so I appreciated hearing that she was a part of the choir at school so yay claps for you snaps woohoo eventually we go and we meet up with Giselle and Robin at this really cutesy looks kind of expensive looking cafe lots of little pastries tea all that kind of shit so they're meeting up because they're waiting for Kern they're gonna have a little date with Karen it's hilarious too by the way that they ended up being there before Karen those green-eyed bandits you know they stick together forever sisters from another mister. So. They're there, and they're kind of strategizing how they're going to talk to Karen about the information that Wendy presented to them on how Karen bailed out Ray with his tax shit. You know Giselle is messy like that, and she even says that in this episode, and it is so funny. So as the ladies are waiting for Karen to arrive fashionably late, I'm sure— Robin's talking about her new hat line again embellished check it out hashtag I'm embellished I think that's what they did in the episode I got my hat love 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 and Giselle wore it in the episode so yes I knew that she was my spirit animal woohoo so Robin wants to have the women over at the studio or some shit to do like a photo shoot for her hats because she's saying that basically the only person in the hat is her so she wants her girlfriends to be wearing the hats and help her with the marketing stuff well you know what Robin you should have called up Ramona Singer because she has like 60 some girlfriends then you could have like 60 girlfriends in your embellished shop wearing like all your hats so you probably have to like create 60 different hats for 60 different girlfriends I miss Roni come back already like fuck I love Roni shots fired love it can't wait for the new season I think they're already filming which is dope So Robin continues by saying, I'm going to do this little photo shoot. Of course, I'm not going to invite Monique. We all understand, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, Karen comes to the cafe, and they're talking about everything. Karen brings up the whole tax issues with Robin, and (laughs) when she does that... Robin was like I can't really talk about it like legally and then Bravo goes back to Bravo history whenever the women are trying to talk to Karen about the tax issues with Ray particularly Robin and Karen shut her down oh the switch is amazing love that yes Bravo all the time so that was hilarious Then Karen was like, you know what? I just want to let you know. I support you. I'm here for you. Whatever you need. So after that whole, hey, Robin, what's up with your taxes? 90K, what the fuck? Giselle comes back being messy. Yes, she does. She brings up to Karen. Hey, what's this I hear from Wendy that you bailed out Ray with his tax issues? And now you're basically saying that you kind of want the money back. That's what Wendy said. So as soon as Karen heard that, she's like, what the fuck? We go back to Monique's lake house whenever Karen was super duper drunk. She had like nine, ten drinks or some shit, according to Bravo's count. And she she is the one that said, I didn't even get that money back. Wendy did not say it. So, Giselle, you're being messy. You know it. You know it. You know it. We got the proof in the pudding. The proof is in the tape. So, Wendy didn't say that. She was listening, and she just laughed with what Karen said. Probably because they were all drunk as fuck. So we got Giselle being messy, and I fucking love it. That's what she's here for. To cause that messiness, and I eat it up like chocolate. Mm. After the whole cafe meeting, we go to Wendy's house and she is talking about education to her kids, what they're going to do at school. While she is talking in her confessional how she was really hurt and kind of angry with what Karen said about, I know that you have lots of degrees, but you're acting very ignorant. Wendy took high offense to that, and I totally understand. She's got four fucking degrees. She worked her ass off, and it's not easy. So I support you, Wendy. That was kind of a fucked up thing for Karen to say. I think she was saying that to make herself feel better and bigger than you. I do find the relationship between Wendy and Karen interesting. I feel like for whatever reason, Karen may feel threatened by Wendy in a way. I don't really understand why what she would feel threatened by but I think Wendy is such a powerful person in a way where maybe Karen wants to be but never a had the opportunity and or just didn't do it because it was too much work for her I have no idea but I do feel like their relationship is very interesting in a way where Karen looks up to Wendy in such a manner that maybe she feels Wendy is like high above her of course she'll never fucking admit it that's for sure but that's just the dynamic that I see we learn all of the hardships that Wendy faced while she was getting all of her degrees her being pregnant how many times and I guess her dad passed away as well when she was working on one of her degrees so yeah she was dealing with a lot of shit when she was getting those degrees so Karen take a step back acknowledge, lift her up instead of trying to put her down because you feel some type of way about your life right now because we all know that your marriage with Ray is on the rocks. So stop projecting on Dr. Wendy. I love that Wendy said that she doesn't want to put added pressure on her kids to do certain things. We've seen in the past that she admits to her sister that with all of her degrees, she felt like she was doing all that stuff for her parents because of the sacrifice that they made to come to this country. She doesn't want her kids to feel that way. She said they could do this and that and this and that. And even if it's something that I don't particularly want for them, I'm going to support them because I don't want them to feel the type of pressure that I got to where I am now. Because I don't know, it seems like she almost has a little bit of regret, but I think she's also very grateful for where she is in her life. And I think she's just trying to do things a little bit differently to make her kids have the best life that they can have. And I can respect that. Then we see Ashley going to Dr. Schwartz's office. We're not talking about Tom Schwartz, okay? We're not talking about Katie Maloney Schwartz. We're talking about Dr. Schwartz in the Virginia area. I don't know the bitch, but she seems cool. Ashley is there to reflect on the couple session that she had with Michael like a week or a few weeks ago or whatever like that. And she is admitting that she feels like she's a utility for her baby and she's not really happy sexually and neither is Michael, which is probably part of the reason why he cheated, even though he said he didn't cheat, whatever, they just kissed in the cab. What the fuck? You fucked her for sure. Don't be an idiot. We learned that Ashley suffers from postpartum. She's been very open about that. And she's thinking about potentially taking a vacation to kind of get her mojo back because she loved traveling before she had the baby. Like that's how her and Michael connected. So the therapist asked, are you going to do that with Michael? And she's like, no, I think I want to do it with my girlfriends, which I think is a great thing. I think she needs some time away from Michael because he is just drama with a capital D-R-A-M-A. OK, okay? (laughs) I love the fact that Ashley is so open. I would say she's probably the most open about her life than a lot of the housewives definitely on Potomac but in general I think she's been the most open housewife so you can really understand who she is understand the way that she feels why she feels and I really like that she is unapologetic for who she is she is very open for how young she is I think she's very open to learn and to grow and to make changes wherever she needs to to make her life better and others around her. I think it's hard for some of the other women to do that because they're stuck in their ways. I really do appreciate the fact that Ashley is so open because I feel like everything that we see on the show is actually who she really is. Like, I don't think she's sugarcoating anything. I don't think she's having this one life on the screen and then a separate life in real life like tinsley did i don't i don't think that i think she's putting everything bare ass on the screen and i appreciate that because not a lot of those housewives do it realistically even though they say it's a reality show there's still some shit that's hidden just saying then we go back to Candace. She's going to that music producer, Chucky Thompson, to get the final remix of her tune. And I'm just saying, it sounds good. I think it's a great song. I think the dude did a really good job. It's funny because I had to look his ass up because I never even heard of him. But the dude's legit. I mean, he's got some like crazy accolades and shit. So props up, Candace, that you found him. I have no idea how you found him. Again, reality TV does some weird shit, gives you opportunities you may have never had. If you were never on it so i would be doing the same thing you do your thing because you don't sound that bad you sound pretty good we find out that he wants to sign her to his label that's pretty cool she's smart for taking the deal hopefully she can follow through with it i would be interested to hear her stuff again i'm not a huge fan of hers but musically, I think she's cool. I would I would be open to hearing her shit because she does have a talent. And I think uh, I'd like to hear it. So there's that. Then we transition to Monique's house. She's getting her kids ready for school and all this kind of shit, talking to Chris. But really, this is the time where she is on her confessional talking about what she really has to do. Her next step after she was pressed charges from Candice about this whole altercation. She was saying, you know, I could be in my house and then all of a sudden the cops come and they arrest me in front of my kids. Like, I have to do what's right. This is what leads her to press charges against Candace, so we see. But she was saying, if I just let the judge listen to her story and don't tell my side of the story, then yeah, they could come to my house and arrest me. And I'm not having that. Totally understand. I do the same thing. Makes complete sense. After that whole situation, we see Ashley traveling to Giselle's house. <laughs> it's like the newest thing because the last time that Ashley was at Giselle's house, it was definitely under some construction, you know what I mean? So it was kind of fun to see Ashley going there, of course, with baby Dean. She couldn't get the babysitter, but she is like attached to him at the hip for sure. At Really at the boob, let's just be real. So she goes to her house, Giselle showing her all the new fixes in the house and her house looks really good. We see it on Bravo chat room. It looks really pretty. Ashley talks to Giselle about how the couples therapy session went with Michael and And then she asked Giselle if she ever worries about Jamal as far as his ego, right? Because they were talking about how men's egos, like they can't, they got to keep their ego up and high and confident and cool or else they're going to do some bad shit, which is what Michael did with his transgressions 8 million times. So she asked Giselle, do you ever get worried about that? Because we all fucking know that Jamal cheated like a motherfucker. Who knows if he's still doing it? I'm just saying. So... Giselle was basically like, I don't really worry about that anymore, because really, I have to just let it go. I think she's coming to terms that she can't really control a grown-ass man, and really just anyone in general, except for her kids right now, because they're under her roof and all that kind of shit. So she's just like, I got to let go of shit in order to move on and be happy. Like, I can't be dwelling on that kind of stuff. I have to have mindful forgiveness. I've been reading a book about mindfulness. It's really fucking good. Bargain Books at Barnes & Noble, eight ninety nine. I was so fucking excited. So she is telling her, I got to let that shit go. It's better for me. It's too toxic if I just let it stay in me. And I agree with it. She doesn't want to harp on it. She just wants to let things simmer, basically. Then Ashley talks to her about possibly taking a trip with the girls just to feel like she can get her mojo back and how she's been dealing with postpartum. And she just wants to go have fun. She wants to go have fun with her girls, which is great. She wants to invite Monique. Of course, Giselle's like, "Uh, I don't think that's a good idea because I think if you invite Monique, it's probably just going to be you and her going on the trip because no one else is going to go. Karen might go, but everyone else, no. It'll be a big fat goose egg for them. So Ashley's sort of disappointed, but she understands and she knows that she shouldn't really invite her. So she doesn't end up inviting her whenever they talk about it. So what I found interesting about that conversation is that Giselle said, it's not like we don't want to be around Monique. It's just she created this environment. This is all her doing. I agree with that. I agree that she created this whole I mean she did this whole thing. We get it. But I don't really agree with the fact that she's saying, "Oh, we don't want to It's not like we don't want to be around her." I think that I think it is. I think it is they don't want to be around her because of this whole situation on what people would think of them. That's what I think cuz they are worried about their self-image, so they don't want to be hanging around with the girl that was pulling people's hair. I feel like it's a self-image thing on why they don't want to hang out with her. I do feel like, yes, people fuck up and they do some messed up shit. And Monique definitely did that shit. I do appreciate the fact that Ashley is so open and understanding of what Monique did, knowing that it was wrong. But she also knows who Monique really is. And everyone just has their breaking point sometimes. Not saying that I think that the violent thing was the answer. But that's what I think about that situation with Giselle saying it's not like we don't want to be around her. You don't want to be around her because if you're around her, then people are going to look at you differently, saying, Why would you support someone like that? That's just my own opinion. Could be wrong. Then we go to the photo shoot of Robin's hat line, embellished. Which, by the way, get your shit. You got to pre order the shit now because it is sold out like hotcakes, let me tell you that. Wendy is showing up. She shows up early. Robin and Giselle thank Wendy for that great Wine with Wendy event, how they enjoyed it, how Giselle got inspired from Wendy with the voting and the political shit. So that was really cool. I liked the event, too. I wish I was there. Giselle also spilled that tea to Wendy on how Karen was talking about Wendy at their cafe visit, right? Do we remember how Karen was walking the way that Dr. Wendy came down those stairs? It was like a, it was like a sluggish, like chill, relaxed. I don't know. I can't even describe it because it was so hilarious, but a snake slithery thing because they did say slither at the end of the episode. It was like she was slithering down the stairs with like a certain look. So yeah, Karen was definitely making fun of her ass for that. And of course you have Giselle trying to get in there and just make it messy. She's making that gumbo, let me tell you. She is mixing all that shit to make like this amazing dish of messiness that she... (laughs) she's not going to be a part of cuz that's what she does. <laughs> and you know that she does that because cute to her confessional when Giselle says herself, I'm being messy. I know that I'm being messy, but can I be messy? She knows it and I love it and she just she she owns it. As Lisa Rinna would say, own it. Well, Giselle is owning it. So yes, I love that. At the photo shoot, the ladies look amazing in their hats. Yes, yes, yes. And then all the women are sitting around the table. Ashley brought this big-ass box of stuff in there as, like, a surprise because then she announces, I want to take a trip. Let's go somewhere. Holds up the flag. Everyone's like, where is it? Candace is like, China? And then, you have Wendy. Portugal! so yeah she knew where the fucking flag was she says you know how I know because I watch fucking soccer hello that's also pretty amazing I wonder what position she played when she played soccer because we saw her play soccer with her kids in her house she had a pretty good kick she knew how to kick the ball so that was pretty cool to see after she says hey we're going to Portugal do y'all want to come so Ashley says that Monique will not be invited and everyone can stay cool and collected because that shit's not gonna happen after they celebrate their happiness with taking a new trip to Portugal, Wendy wanted to clear the air, address the elephant in the room known as Karen Huger, la dame, okay, the Grand dame. She wanted to address the whole education comment, how she's so ignorant with all of her degrees. So Karen gets on her confessional and says, you know what? I can't fucking tell Giselle anything with her doing all this shit. She's causing all the drama with me and Wendy now when it really shouldn't be anything. I thought we cleared that up. Everything was kiki, cool, cool. But no, Giselle, you got to come in and do your thing. And this is what I think. The reason why you're doing that is because you and Jamal got some shit going on. You don't want to deal with it. So you're being messy for someone else because you're trying to hide your shit with what's going on with Jamal. That's what Karen thinks at the moment. That's why she feels like Giselle was bringing up the whole, hey, Karen said this about you whenever we were together and yada, yada, yada. Karen doesn't like that. We already know her feelings with Giselle and her messiness. We've seen it. So with Karen saying that, I think that is a preview for what we will see in Portugal because I think I recall when they're at dinner, Karen is addressing Giselle about some stuff with Jamal. You don't want to be messy with Karen because she will come back. But you know what? That's part of their relationship, and that's why they're, like, BFFs. They're the best frenemies that you'll ever see, and they're, like, the best for television. And I love the way that the fucking episode ended as far as the women at the photo shoot. (laughs) after after Karen, after Karen showed the way that Doctor Wendy came down those stairs like a slithering snake, so hashtag do the slither hashtag slither like Wendy. That was so hilarious that all of them did that. That was a cutesy uh, come together moment for the women. It was a bonding experience that I really appreciated. So that was really nice that they could kind of end that little tiff by doing a nice little slither walk. So way to go, Karen. She kind of broke the ice and made Dr. Wendy not so pissed off at her. They laughed about it. Yes, that's what grown ass women do. They slither like a snake and they get over the shit. So after that, you finally end with not the happiest note because Candace gets the news that Monique has now pressed charges against her for the whole hair tug that we have seen. Basically the whole plot of the show. When Candace finds the shit out... Probably from the blogs and well, obviously she had to have found out first and then the blogs found out and all that kind of shit. So she's super pissed off, understandably so. Chris is trying to calm her down. After she found out the news and again as i said before chris is literally a godsend to her she is so lucky to have him as her husband he balances her so well and she needs someone like him because one he'll calm her down two he puts things in perspective three He is overly patient with her crazy ass behavior. So Candace, I do have to say you picked well as far as your husband goes. Chris, we all pray for you because we know the type of woman that you that you're dealing with. But you know what? We're all fucking crazy in our own respect. So whatever. The final take that we see is Monique saying I had to do what I had to do because if you're going to come after me, I definitely have to come after you. It's kind of how it works. I have no choice. And that's how the episode ends. And then the bitches travel to Portugal. We'll be seeing that shit next week. Super cool. We see that there's going to be a little bit of drama between Ashley and Candace. I'm not shocked because any drama is coming from Candace, especially if it's an actual fight. Giselle causes drama, but not to the point where there's like an actual, I'm going to fuck you up type of thing. Candace is that person. So with that, we're going to go to the dueling divas. The dueling divas that I would like to talk about with this particular episode that were super highlighted for sure was Karen and Wendy. Don't have to do Candace and Monique because we know. So, Dr. Wendy and Karen, huge dueling diva fight with the whole, Dr. Wendy, you have a lot of degrees, but you sound very ignorant. You sound ignorant. That did not sit well with Wendy. That wouldn't sit well with me. How much money do you think she had to pay for that education? Okay? Like, that's fucking expensive. If she got scholarship, fucking right. Yes, that's awesome. But maybe she didn't. I don't know. But school is expensive. Karen, why would you say that shit? That's some messed up shit that you said. Ooh, this was good too. When Wendy addressed Karen at Robin's photo shoot about that whole thing, about the degrees and why would you say that? I'm not ignorant. (laughs) It's crazy because Karen flips it and she's like, listen, my mom told me this. Common sense is a saving grace and baby, you can't buy it. And Karen has common sense and that's why she's so successful and she doesn't need to have those degrees. I understand where Karen's coming from. She's saying you don't need to have four degrees to be successful. It's very true. You don't. But she's also diminishing the fact that Dr. Wendy worked so hard for her degrees and she busted her ass to be where she is. And that wasn't cool. Whenever she said to Dr. Wendy, you know what, baby? I don't have any degrees, but I am a successful entrepreneur and a businesswoman. Here's the thing. I agree with her to an extent, but I'm just saying, if Karen Huger was not on The Real Housewives of Potomac, would she have the La Dame fragrance? I don't think so. Would she have all of the money that she's racking up from the show? No. So for her to say that... I don't know that's kind of fucked up to me but maybe I'm an idiot because maybe she would be doing all this shit but I did feel like that was kind of a low blow for her to say that and I think education is powerful I'm a teacher myself and I just realized what the fuck I didn't even talk about Atlanta in my goddamn what the bravo so with that shit we're gonna Pause for a cause for a second. And we are going to get back to the Dueling Diva thing. However, I'm so angry that I missed that. The real... the real housewives of Atlanta. They have a new cast member. And first of all, they only have five bitches coming back. Nini's gone. Eva's gone. What the fuck though? Why can't she give Marlo a peach? We have been waiting for years. We're waiting. We're waiting for Marlo to get a peach. Bravo. Give her the fucking peach. She is not a friend anymore. She is a housewife. Give her that. She has earned it for years. Okay. So they have a new housewife. Her name is Drew Sedora. She is a mother of three and from her resume, <laughs> she is a TV film actress, producer, entrepreneur, a singer, and a philanthropist. All I'm saying is, can we recall to Sonia's dating profile? Sonia Morgan, her dating profile. Do we recall one episode with Bethany when they're creating it? And she sees all of this shit. And Sonia was basically a director, a TV film producer, an actress, a freaking podcaster, all this. You got to be everything. You know what I mean? So when I saw that, I thought that was hilarious because, I mean, granted, maybe she is all of these things things. Good for her. That's great. But the first thing I thought of was Sonia Morgan saying that she was all of these things. TV personality. Basically an Oscar winning (laughs) actress. I just thought that was so funny so I thought of that right away so we find out about Drew as well that she founded this organization called Dream Makers and it is an organization that supports young girls and women in need but again conclusion of this whole thing there's only going to be five women in the new season which I think is December 6th premiere which is going to be dope and Bravo, what the fuck? Please give Marlo her peach. She deserves it. Okay, so that was my spiel about Real Housewives of Atlanta. (laughs) I'm sorry that I totally forgot that. At the very beginning, I just like brushed over my notes. What the fuck? Yeah, so Dueling Divas, Karen and Wendy. There you go. (laughs) Let's go to the weekly shade because there's some good shit. I will not overlook my notes this time. I have them right in front of my face. I am ready to go. Weekly shade. Number one, Karen and Wendy. Karen and Wendy. D, whenever Karen comes down those stairs and she's showing Giselle and Robin how she walks. Oh my God. That has to be like, I'm sure people have already made a gif or a gif, whatever the hell you say. I have no idea how it is. A meme out of it. I mean, she was like a slithering snake. Let's get the fucking... I don't know, anything snaky all up in here. Didn't she wear snakeskin at um, Monique's lake house? That whole Nike outfit. I think that was all snakeskin, which is hilarious. Oh, my God. All she has to do is put that shit on again, give it to Karen, and let her walk down those stairs. That is... That is epic. I love it. We need to make that happen. Get that snakeskin suit out, Nike. Yes, yes, yes. Next shade. This is kind of funny. When Ashley was talking to Giselle at, um, I'm going to call her G, whenever she was at G's house and (laughs) she said, I want to invite Monique. And then of course G was like, no, that's not going to happen. I think that's a terrible idea. Then Ashley responds, She's like, man, this is like 9 out of 10 dentists recommend this toothpaste. It's almost like 5 out of 6 women don't want to be around Monique. It's like the statistics there. That was funny. I thought that was cute. Ha 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 ha. This was really good too. This was Giselle about Robin. Oh my God. Talking about her hat line. Oh my. She's like, I want to support my girl Robin. You know, she's got some stuff going on with the IRS. It's probably something stupid like $1,400 or some shit. You have the producer tell her the number of what Robin owes. And she's like, 90K. Then you look at fucking Giselle's face and she's like, oh 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 shit oh my bad oops that was hilarious i thought that was so funny giselle was totally blindsided by that number and she almost was like swallowing all of the words that she just said because she's like fuck i thought it was like only twelve hundred dollars so that was hilarious now the last shade that i have here oh this was funny too with wendy talking <laughs> when she brought up to karen Why are you saying all that shit about my education? You're calling me ignorant and all that kind of shit. (laughs) She's like, I don't feel like I need to brag about my degrees that I have. (laughs) Then you have Bravo going back to previous episodes where (laughs) she's like, I have four degrees. Baby girl, I have four... You call me Dr. Wendy. I have four degrees. I have degrees, 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 degrees. So, you know, does she brag about having the degrees? Maybe, but guess what? I fucking would, too. I have three degrees, so you bet your bottom dollar you have the right to brag about those degrees because, one, they're fucking expensive AF, and uh, you just do. So, Dr. Wendy, brag all you want because I am here for you, and I support you all the way. We are the degree bitches, okay? Okay. Let's be happy about that. Let's bring people up for that. You know what I'm saying? Let's just all get along here, people. Can we all just get along? Let's all be friends, have chocolate chip cookies with milk, or if you want Oreo cookies, that's cool too, because I love those. And let's just have a good time with life. That's all I'm saying. (sighs) Go vote today, right? For sure. Okay, let's go to the quote. We got some good quotes today. (laughs) I have three, but I think they're I think they're pretty good. Ooh, I'll start with the first one. It's it's not funny, but I liked it. It's from music producer himself, Chucky Thompson. Again, I guess the the dude's a big deal. Check his resume on Wikipedia. I did. Seems legit. He obviously is legit. I liked his quote. What he said whenever they were toasting to Candace being a part of his label now. He says, May all your pain be champagne. <sighs> I like that. That was nice. If I had two champagne glasses right now, I would go clink, clink, clink. Um, Not clip, clip, clip. None of that. That's retired. You got to get a jersey that says clip, clip, clip. Put it on your wall. Dorinda Medley, we miss you. Come back. Come back. Be a part of Rony. Bring back Bethany. Bring back Barbara, honey. So thank you, Chucky Thompson. May your pain be champagne. May all your pain be champagne. I like that. Another one. (laughs) This is Giselle to Robin asking her about her hat line at the cafe. She says, how's the hat business going? Embezzled? What the fuck? Yeah, her hat line's called embezzled for sure. Come on, Giselle. Oh my God. That was just so funny. Is it embezzled? How's the hat line going? Oh, that's cool. Embezzled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Last quote that I got, Robin about Giselle This is good. They were kind of going at each other. It was cute. Love it. So Robin at her photo shoot hang, talking about Giselle, (laughs) saying, it wouldn't be a Robin event without Giselle causing drama. Ooh, hashtag truth. Robin, yes, you're right, honey. You would know that because she's your sister from another mista. Green-eyed bandits all the way. You already know. But my quote of the week, for sure, was from my queen Giselle. (laughs) How's the hat business going? Embezzled. Oh, thank you, Giselle, for giving me everything that I need all the time. And again, you're my spirit animal because we both have the same fucking love head from Embellished. Go shop her store now. Alrighty, righty there, folks. Yin's guys. Time has come. Another episode in, I guess out at this point. So yeah, as I said before, go fucking vote. This is your time for sure. And uh, hopefully it's the outcome that we want and uh keep watching bravo doing your thing november holy shit get ready for the holidays i always look forward to whenever roni is on because for some odd reason i always well you know what it makes sense because if they're filming right now they always film in my opinion the same time because we always see bluestone manor at christmas Bethany throwing all of her Christmas parties they always do it around the holidays so I'm anxious for Roni to come back just to see what these bitches are doing during the holidays because their shit is always extravagant so money can't buy you class but it can you know southern charm let's see what's going on with that pretty sure John Pringle is gonna get flirty flirty with Madison and I don't think she's gonna hate it he's an okay looking dude He, he got too much facial hair for my liking but he gotta cut that shit off Craig, so weird because if we recall from seasons past, (laughs) whenever he took that fucking butter knife and he severed his finger because he's an idiot, oh my god. His finger now is all fucked up. Like, it can't even bend. Like, it can't even go straight. It's bent all the time. Like, I saw that in the episode. And I also do find it very fucked up. I didn't talk about this and What the Bravo. Catherine Dennis, why are you spreading these fucking rumors about Cameron and her husband's alleged affair, which is not true, which I did not know is the reason on why Cameron wasn't back on the show. So you started this rumor that is so fucked up. We love Cameron. Why would you do that? It's not true. Keep your mouth shut. You know what I'm saying? (sighs) so we're gonna see how that turns out if cam makes an actual appearance on the show i'll be surprised i also am curious as to if they will talk about naomi being gone and also chelsea curious if the guys will talk about it because they did with cameron so but i guess they don't keep in touch anymore i have no idea but thank you so much yins guys for listening i appreciate your time always Share the show with your friends. Let them know what's up. If they're Bravo believers, they got to come on the bus with us. Take this journey. Let's have a dialogue on Instagram. Follow me at Bravo Yinzer. Yinzer spelled Y-I-N-Z-E-R. And follow us at Believe Podcasts and at Believe Pop Culture. That's Believe B-L-E-A-V. And let's just have a good fucking time. We're in November. It's tis the season to be turkeying and all this shit. Getting your Christmas trees if you celebrate Christmas or whatever whatever it's just tis the season tis the season to be almost winter stay safe wear your fucking masks when you go to the polls wear the masks six feet away you know what i'm saying stay safe i appreciate yin's guys talk about the show five star rating on itunes please 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 i'd appreciate it and uh we'll see yin's guys next tuesday enjoy your week and enjoy your bravo shows and i will catch yin's guys